him here. Oh, it's been a wonderful year at Probably Bad Towers. A special thanks to our friends Scribbles and Carlo, and a new friend, Jessica Rose. Come join us in the new year, where we'll be rebranding as a Warhammer 40k podcast. That is, if I get my way. Ta-ta! Hello, and welcome to Probably Bad Podcast, a podcast which is definitely bad. I'm Pencil. I'm Paper. And today's Probably Bad RPG idea is... Call of Cthulhu, but you're playing eldritch horrors who lose sanity points at the realisation that these humans don't have any tentacles. I just think that, like... So the fundamental problem with Call, with, like, Call of Cthulhu as a concept... Just the one. Just the one problem is that these are just weird animals. Like, I don't think I would lose my mind at a realisation there's a guy with a squid for a head. Like, I'd be confused and surprised. I don't think I'd be like, the world doesn't make sense anymore, there's a man with a squid for a head. Yeah. And I think if you're going with it, then it should be the other way around too. And, like, whenever you read Supernatural Funny, it's like, oh no, it's a dude with a head for a head. And, and then they, like eat the curtains or whatever happens. I mean, that makes perfect sense to me, because, like, if intelligent creatures are going to go insane by whatever ableist method you have decided as you're running your Call of Cthulhu game, um, why shouldn't it also happen to other I, intelligent beings. I think you should just go all out and you lose Santi every time something weird happens. Oh no, I'm out of milk. I'm going to write creepy messages on a hallway. <laughs> just says, give me the wets. Who knows what madness lies here. I have lost 10 Santi points due to my lack of wets. <laughs> I eat a yeah, bowl of, of dry Cheerios and immediately die. <laughs> Every time you experience anything new, you immediately go HP Lovecraft crazy. But yeah, I think... Yeah, like, I don't... So, hot take, I don't like how Call of Cthulhu handles sanity. Yeah, I think we've talked about the inherent problems with sanity points before. Yeah, like, there's the inherent problem with sanity points, so just... Like, a lot of the inherent idea of... I've seen a weird thing. And now I'm unable to deal with reality. Yeah, I think the problem with a lot of Cthulhu Mythos stuff, honestly, is... That it treats Eldritch Madness as, like you said, I've seen a weird thing and now I'm insane. Mm. in some unquantifiable way that we're going to put numbers on. Um, when it, I think when I think of Eldritch Madness, it's more my entire view of the world has mm. been completely shattered, therefore I cannot think in a way that other people would consider logical anymore. Yeah, so 
yeah, the way I would sort of do Eldritch Madness is I don't think you should go mad. I don't think you should actually like. I definitely don't think it should be one where you roll a, on a table and now you have OCD and the crippling fear of snakes because Cthulhu called you up in the morning. Because that's not how <laughs> mental illness works. Yeah, like on the one hand, yeah, you probably are possibly traumatized, but like the way I would see it is, you have something like the Hounds of Tindalos who can attack you from any corner. Mm-hmm. And if you are where those things exist, you're going to do things that everyone else is going to see as deeply weird. But they're not. You're acting sane and rationally. It's just that you know things of your own. That's sort of like you said. Eldritch Madness is not madness. It's the same thing as a kid seeing an adult do something and not understanding. Yeah. Because the adult knows something the child doesn't. Yeah, like I think. And that's honestly, A, it's less ableist, because it's no longer, as I said, let's roll on a table to see what kind of schizophrenia you get. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it's its more, I feel it's more fitting with the themes of Eldritch Horror, of, you know, the knowledge that you're getting is making you less comprehensible to other people because you know things that they don't. Exactly. like. Like, look at Nope. Spoilers ahead for Nope. They do weird shit in the desert because they know there's a giant alien. Mm. They're not mad because they've learned that there's a giant alien slurping people up. They're acting in ways that people that don't know about the giant alien slurping people up would consider weird. And once you've, like, delved enough into, like, Elvish horror, you probably do... To a lot of ways that just have knowledge other people don't understand. But anyway, back to this probably bad RPG idea where sometimes you see a slightly larger than usual dog and develop OCD. Yeah, just a slight <laughs> sidetrack into the worst RPG idea, which is a sanity system. Yeah, um, I just, I guess I do like the idea of like the inverse of that one where you have like. Amigo, who is now understands that taxes are a thing, and so keeps reporting its expenses to the IRS, and all the other Amigo are like, what, what the fuck are you doing? That doesn't make any sense. It's like, no, you don't understand. I love that. And also, like, I think Cthulhu or similar realising that humans are sentient could be quite an interesting thing to explore. Because like genuinely interesting, yeah. Because the phrase that you come across a lot is, we're like ants to them. Mm. If a bunch of ants suddenly started organising and actively trying to summon you, that would freak you the fuck out. Yeah, I actually do weirdly (laughs) like the idea of an eldritch horror realising that it's been killing people. Like, it goes mad from the revelation on Discovery that, like, these aren't just insignificant insects, all of these things are people, and it's killed so many of them. Yeah, because that, like, if you were an exterminator Mm. and you suddenly found out, like, oh, cockroaches are capable of intelligent thought, that would break you. Yeah, I I just, incredibly guilt-ridden Cthulhu is a very interesting premise. So my question is, what story, either... RPG-wise, or just in general, would you build around guilt-ridden Cthulhu? I'd like, I'd like the idea of, like, so you're a 
So it's going a bit more into Dungeon Dragons than Call of Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. But you're like a warlock of Cthulhu, or I guess a cultist of Cthulhu. But you've been sent out to make amends and like help people, because Cthulhu has realised that he's been accidentally murdering people this entire time. <laughs> like Rather than the usual, oh, you're spreading darkness and misery, it's like, yeah, you're making giant apology cards. Actually, Cthulhu rises from the depths and just writes you an apology card would be interesting. I'm immediately thinking the plot twist is it's a real non-apology. Like, oh, I'm sorry if killing your brother upset you. Cthulhu does, like, a YouTuber YouTuber apology (laughs) video. I'm just feeling very vulnerable right now. This is a very hard video for me to make, partly because I'm very, very large and the buttons are... buttons are small. The clouds form above you and swirl in a great torrent of storm, and from the sky a voice booms out. I have learned from this. (laughs) I actually do like the idea of of like an eldritch horror... That is trying to help you, but it's still a gigantic alien thing. It does not understand how to help. Yeah, like, it is like, you're like, ah, oh, these people, I'm a little annoyed at these people at work, and it's like, can do, and smashes the workplace with its giant eldritch <laughs> fist. Would you like me to smite your manager? Would that help? Like, I'm just imagining, like, when you have, like, you find an ant, and you're like, oh, this ant looks lost, I'm going to pick it up and put it nearer to this ant colony, and... That helped. Oh, but it's a different ant colony. This human looks lost. This human looks lost. I'm putting them in China. Um, (laughs) There's a lot of humans there. That must be where they go. Eldritch Horror puts everyone in China so that we can all be together. (laughs) I actually do. This, This is starting to make the Eldritch Horror sound quite sweet. Yeah. The Eldritch the... Horror is just a little kid picking up worms and putting them on the lawn. The Eldritch Horror just drops like a giant candy bar on New York. It's very delicious. It's approximately the length of Long Island. <laughs> like, there's definitely some really interesting things in an Eldritch Horror that's quote-unquote losing sanity because it's getting more understanding of humans. Mm-hmm. Like... And then the other Eldritch Horrors try and take it out, and you're like, well... We can help them, but then they might just also start to understand humans, or we can take out this one that is honestly just trying to help. Yeah. And does, this, does this count as a morally grey story? I'd say it counts as a morally grey story, especially if it's like, you know, understanding less good parts of humanity. Yeah. If there's one thing humans like, based on my understanding of humans, it's these few people having massive amounts of money. They all put a lot of effort into giving these few people massive amounts of money. So I'm, I'm going gonna... to drop a bank on Jeff Bezos. I guess like what you could do is trying to manipulate the Eldritch Abomination into helping humanity in a way that benefits you by giving it the right information. Oh, I love this. This is almost like... This is almost like um, the DM is a genie and you have to give them Mm. the right amount of information so that the former BBEG, I guess, 
acts in just the right way that it actually helps people. Mm. Yeah, like, because there's definitely some very concerning implication ideas something could come up with if it was looking at humanity from the outside and trying to figure out what humans want. Yeah, if it's assuming that we're exist that we're in like a good space right now. Mm. If there's one of the humans like it's unrelenting misery. Humans seem to really like pumping massive amounts of toxic <laughs> gases into their atmosphere. I can help. Good news, I finished off the Amazon rainforest for you. <laughs> You've been trying uh... to destroy it for a while, but This feels like the point to pivot into questions. Before we give any average horrors any ideas. Um, our first question is anonymous. What classes other than Barbarian would you consider for a Viking-themed PC? I mean, the other one who knows more like... about Vikings. I feel like Artificer? Hmm. Like, they made some really cool stuff and some really messed up stuff. And sometimes it's the same stuff. Google Necropants. Um, actually, don't Google Necropants. You'll be, you'll regret that. Um, but I think Artificer could be a good one just in terms of they are traveling all over the place and picking mm. up all these different techniques and materials and learning how to use them. And I, th I think that translates quite naturally to making magic items out of random shit. Yeah, I mean, you probably do, like, Bard or Ranger on the similar kind of premise. Bard is definitely one. Oh, Bard, definitely. That's just yeah. a scald. Yeah. Like, this is this is a culture which had an oral tradition of epic poetry. Hmm. You're going to get bards. You can challenge people to poetry battles. Of course, the challenge mode of this question... Mm. is to interpret Viking not as the Nordic culture of the mm. early medieval period, yeah, but as specifically Vikingers. Yeah, raiders. Or, uh, yes, specifically the pirate ones. I would say sorcerer on the grounds that if I discovered I could shoot fireballs, and, I, and there was a raiding-like group I could join, I would absolutely show up and go, hey guys, I can show fireballs, I would like lots of treasure, please. See, this feels less like I'm trying to make a Viking-themed PC and more like I'm trying to fit my character into a Viking-themed party. You know, they can, they can wear a horned helmet and shoot ice blasts instead. That, that's the one, two things I know about Vikings. They wore horned helmets and they had ice powers. You live in York, you know that this is not true. Every Viking um, was in fact an X-Man. <laughs> that, I mean, that's I where meant, mutants come I from. I meant more the helmet bit, but yeah, the ice powers are also not true. I That we I, know of. Yeah, I guess maybe, maybe it just wasn't mentioned in any stories. Well, they were just like, well, of course everyone was using their ice powers this whole time, so why do we even need to mention that? I feel like Warlock could work if you have your raider and something has made a bargain with you regarding that, like, 
I feel there's lots of like I feel there's probably enough like Viking themed entities that might want to give their power to someone who's raiding. I'm thinking of some sort of like Valkyrie mm. warlock. Yeah, that makes sense. Like you've made a deal like in exchange for them not taking you off to Valhalla or elsewhere. Um you have to do things for them. Mm. Which might just be killing other people. I mean, it might be. I mean, it would be interesting. It was kind of like trying to make sure that the people that the raiders killed died honorable deaths, which might conflict with the raiders, like, wanting to raid. Oh, I like that because you're trying to build up specifically Valhalla because that's the people that are going to fight in Ragnarok. Yeah. So you need as many people as possible to die honorably. So that's what the Valkyries want from you. Yeah. I like this. I kind of want to homebrew this. Yeah. I like that. I think the other one is you're a rogue. Mm -hmm. And you're going to use the raid as a cover to sneak in and steal things. Are you aware of what a raid is? You're not, no. You're just aware, <laughs> but it causes a lot of distraction <laughs> and you could probably sneak in and steal things while people did it. So while we're attacking this monastery and taking all of their gold, I'm going to sneak in and take all of their gold. I'm going to sneak into a nearby, like, farmer's house <laughs> and steal their pigs. I mean, I'm pretty sure stealing livestock also did happen, to be fair. Yeah, thanks to that me, you're most. welcome. Yeah, so... Yeah, so there's a barbarian, there's the Valkyrie warlock, there's my very confused thief. I mean, presumably they had some sort of priests knocking about, they had gods. Yeah, yeah a cleric would make sense as a raider. But cleric also feels almost as obvious as barbarian, because it's like, yeah. yeah, they've got some gods, right? Yeah, I mean, hmm. Again, you know more about Viking raiders than I do. All I know is they had horde helmets and ice power. Uh, I, I can confirm they did have gods. And had little, and they had thieves who lived on the bottom of the boat and they learned to hold their breath really well. So when the boat showed up a place, they swam out and grabbed stuff and then they swam back under the boat. Yeah, they held onto the pigs the whole way back to Scandinavia. Yeah. It's really impressive, actually. Yeah. The pigs helped. I, I, can, I can feel someone, <laughs> someone in York just being like, take away their archaeology degree. <laughs> But I'm not in York, so no. Most raiders did, in fact, have Valkyries, like, giving them powers the whole time. They... All Vikings could fly. I feel like druids also have some... Mm. general, I... like, Norse vibes. I think, like, an ocean-themed druid would work. Mm. Like, you know, I can I can control I am like one with the sea and I've got a cool little boat. The druid just hanging out on the front of the ship helping it to not get caught in storms. Hmm. Don't want to shake off the little thief underneath with the pigs. Exactly. Yeah, like I know like 'cause I, I know there was sort of like, you know, obviously a lot of ocean themed beliefs in the Vikings. I mean, they spent a lot of time out there. The, yeah. the ones that were pirates, weirdly, spent a lot of time at sea. 
Okay. It's a fun coincidence. Yeah. Weird that. <laughs> okay, so you have the barbarian, but to make it more interesting, what they do is they pick up the boat. They go into radio, pick up the boat, and they just run down south with the boat. So they're you've, not so you've much. You've only got to hold your breath as far as Denmark, and then you're on continental Europe. Yeah, they're again. not so much a fighter as they are like a troop carrier. I like this. Do they have. Like, they couldn't carry the boat mm. along the bottom of the ocean because then everyone on the boat would drown. So I'm, I'm picturing them, like, pulling it along by a lead. Hmm. Yeah. And presumably having to stop several miles from the coast and let go and just let the boat make it the rest of the way there on its own. What if they carry it and then they just yeet it as far as they can into the sea? Like a hammer toss. Yeah. Uh, you do bonus damage to people you're raiding because a boat lands on them. That makes sense. That's going to be some bludgeoning damage. Hmm. So there we go. I think we've covered the best uh, Viking-themed characters. I think we've covered almost every class. And I think we've covered every aspect of Viking culture. Definitely. The horned helmets, the ice powers. <laughs> the boat throwing. The sometimes they meant, yeah. Sometimes they fought about the sea, and they probably <laughs> had at least one god. Yeah. So, so our second question is from Hornet Protector. Some someone's got to be looking out for the hornets. I appreciate mm. this. I'm making a homebrew setting. It's a system of lots of small planets with magic space travel between them. Think Super Mario Galaxy. I have ideas for what a few of the planets are like, but I'm having a hard time coming up with more. Any suggestions? No. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Um, I mean, I feel like the obvious thing is to theme them on the different, like, canonical planes. Hmm. Like planet got, Hell. You've got the Hell planet, you've got the Feywild planet, you've got the... <laughs> Underdark's not technically a plane, but I'm going with it, an Underdark planet. Mm. It's it's completely hollow. I like the idea of theming them on like so they've got like the dragon planet and the aberration planet and the construct planet. And they're all just like, you know, you've got a big I metal. mean the construct planet is basically Mechanus, the plane yeah. but that's still a plane themed planet. Hmm. We can combine forces. Mm. Yeah. Ooze planet or planet moist as it is sometimes known. <laughs> Which is very confusing, because a lot of people think that that's the elemental water planet, hmm. but that's called Planet Wet Boy. Just Planet Ooze and Planet Wet Boy, those are the two planets. <laughs> Do you really need more than that? Like, I, I like... Okay, so I think... Uh, so planets I would have... I'd have, like, a post-apocalyptic planet where something very bad had happened and the heroes mm -hmm. can go sort it out. I'd have a city planet. I'd have... Maybe a peri-apocalyptic planet, just for a mm. bit of spice? Yeah. like Accidental there... pun, I'm so sorry. There's a planet that's like invading other planets. There's a living planet where like all the trees are hair. Except for one. 
Your job is to find the one tree and cut it down because it doesn't belong here. It's it's a parasite. Yeah, I think, hmm. Because I feel like all of these kind of themed planets are like, what's a bad planet idea? Jupiter? <laughs> you can't really Jupiter. hang out on Jupiter. <laughs> I mean, for this specific scenario, Jupiter is a bad planet. I just feel like if you've got, you know, all the fantasy planets, they're just Jupiter. <laughs> I don't know a lot of planets. I only, I only know the nine. Well, eight and a half. I guess, yeah, just Earth, Mars, Venus, Pluto, Sun. That's probably a planet. I maintain that Jupiter would be the worst one for this specific scenario. Hmm. Yeah. Because what would you even do there? I sort of drag everything else into it. It depends how small a small planet is. If it's like IO size, they could all be the moons. Hmm. I guess, yeah. They, that would be an interesting setting in itself, right? When you're all on different inhabited moons of a gas giant. But it's also not the setting that's being done here, so... It is not. Send us an ask if you want us to talk more about Moonworld. All of the planets are just really big dogs. They're just floating through space. And, like, you know, one's a poodle, one's a chihuahua, one's a Great Dane, etc. And you just live on these, like, massive planet-sized dogs. Some of them have fleas. Yee. The size of houses. Flea, fleas are like the sentient race of this system and the humans are like intruders. Instead of a moon, you have puppies. I love the idea of a moon eventually going off to become a planet and creating moons of its own. That's yeah, that's, how pla that's, where, that's where planets come from. Have you not seen the Doctor Who documentary Kill the Moon? Oh, don't. I mean, our moon specifically was formed by two planets smashing together, so yeah. I mean, it's you know, kind it of is... Earth's baby. Yeah. Sometimes the, sometimes the dog planets bang each other. It's a global <laughs> disaster both times. Um, so apart Back to from the question. Yeah. But yeah, I think... I do think the way that I would do this is basically they are planes or they are... Like, what do you want to happen on a planet? That's what the planet's theme is, I think. Hear me out. There's like 20 planets. I'm always scared when you say that. There's like 20 planets... Mm -hmm. They're all exactly identical. Like, completely identical. Like, every planet has a version of you on it who's exactly the same. One of the planets is a three-sided pyramid. One of the planets is a cube. One of the planets is a dodecahedron. One of the planets always lies, and one of the planets always tells the truth. Neither of them have remotely functional society. Disco world. 
each of the planets is themed after a different musical genre. No, the other ones are normal. There's just also <laughs> disco world. The planets are Disco World, Jupiter, a large dog, and Planet <laughs> Wet Boy. We hope this helps. Tag yourself. Um <laughs> So, thank you for listening to our podcast. Um, if you for some reason enjoyed it, you can go to patreon.com slash ideas and get access to D&D Homebrew and bonus episodes and a server where we hang out and talk about games and sometimes play games. And sometimes games play us. I mean, we did play the Wendy's game. Yeah. If you have a question, you can contact probablybadpodcast at gmail.com, probablybadrpgideas on Tumblr, or for what is seeming increasingly like a limited time, bad probably on Twitter. So thank you for listening, and remember to have a probably bad day. And remember to have a probably bad day. Did you deliberately say that at a different speed so that just to mess with Nick? No, but you know, they can get fucked. Hi Nick. Oh.